0: musicians on the last the latest boss tones out i can't even fucking talk on the latest Clearly. boss tomes tomes <laughs> like books boss tomes <laughs> the mighty mighty didn't boss we just tomes? talk about tomes yeah Remember on the, from, yeah, the, the weather to- a weather tome because it's such a, a bunch of cucks i know it's such a stupid <laughs> thing to say just say fucking book asshole
2: This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast. I don't know why either, but I—it's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, This is the podcast where every week we get into a different record from a different band, and we break it down. We do all the research we possibly can. We find out all the little secrets about these records and uh, these bands, and we let you all know because you know we're Asinine Radio. Uh, Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to go there. Rate, review, and subscribe to us. Keep on listening. Go to social media. You know we can be found at Asinine Radio. Um, my name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away. Way out there in the ether is Jeff. Uh, also, real quick too, we do have a we do have a, a phone number that you can call. You could leave a voicemail. You could text. Whatever you want to do, just reach out to us. Um, we we actually had a guy from from Missouri reach out to us. He texted us. Just real quick too, I just want to shout him out on this episode, even though I did prior but he he shot us a text earlier this month saying I'm from Missouri and found your podcast on the iTunes store today and have been listening to it and I enjoy it keep up the good good work guys also you guys should do Bloodhound Gang which we'll probably do in the next few weeks because we listen to we listen to other people we we're very impressionable so uh (laughs) so yeah if you want like I said
0: what you should have read that in like a Missouri or what we think would be a Missouri accent. Missouri That'd accent. Fun.
2: What would even be a, a Missouri accent? A
0: St. Louis accent? I, I don't, don't even know. know. To, I mean, fuck I don't, this. It's it's all <laughs> it's, it's all southern to me. It's all that pan that Florida panhandler type type talk. Missouri. Is that this?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, wouldn't it be closer to Georgia? Not Florida. Yeah, but, it's like,
0: But that's the only accent I know
2: <laughs> It's so stupid Are I don't you? think people in, in Missouri speak like that I just don't think that's how it goes I
0: don't I don't, I don't know what the fuck Missouri is
2: uh, It's in uh, the United States actually Oh but, um, <laughs> There you go So like I said we, we do have a phone number It's 503-893-5307 So yeah Call us Give us a, Leave us a voicemail Send us a text I'll check it more often because I kind of forgot about it, but I'll check it every week before we do the pod. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll shout you out if you want. But um, yeah, yeah so there you Cephas. go. Yeah, fucking oh! fuck Bo Cephas, dude. Fuck
0: that guy. Did you know? Fucking, hey, I forgot what? to tell you about this when I talked about Hank Williams. Bo Cephas, that's, that's like the, the nickname or the pseudonym of Hank Williams Jr. They call them Is Bo it Cephas. Really? Yeah.
2: Oh, God, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh no <laughs>
0: How annoying huh?
2: Yeah I don't like that at all <laughs> <Bo-cephus>. Not at <laughs> all
0: What an asshole Not <laughs> Hank Williams Jr. The Bo, the Bo Cephas
2: Yeah the, Our Bo Cephas Our <laughs> shitty Bo Cephas
0: <laughs> Yeah Fuck it oh, hey, I forgot to tell you about that How obnoxious <laughs> yeah.
2: It really is So okay anyway let, let, Let's move on Let's get into the episode uh, what, what are we doing today Jeff?
0: We're doing uh, the Dropkick Murphys their album Do or Die
2: Dropkick Murphys formed in Quincy, Massachusetts in 1996 by Mike McCulgan on vocals, Ken Casey on bass, Rick Barton on guitar, and Jeff Erna on drums. They currently have 10 full-length records, 3 EPs, 3 live albums, 3 compilations, and they've sold well over 1 million copies worldwide. But the album we're doing today is Do or Die. It's the band's first album. It was released January 27, 1998, and features Mike McCulgan on vocals, Ken Casey on bass, Rick Barton on guitar, Matt Kelly on drums, and John delaney on bagpipes now jeff what are your what are your first or what is your origin story i'm sorry your origin story with dropkick murphy's go
0: okay okay so my 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 origin story um is camp 98 so it would be we went to camp in august so it would have been whatever January to August is this album was released in January, so was, what seven months later, yeah eight months seven or eight months later this uh I remember my my calendar name too Danny he was playing this all the time and it was this one and then just a bunch of other punk stuff from this era, but it was bar it was barroom hero that was the song that really that really got me, and this is back when camp was fun and um <laughs> the kids would like cuss and shit and we'd like say bad words and it was fun. But of course we would do skits at campfire, but in our cabin we do our own skits also where we could do whatever the fuck we wanted. Cause it was just a bunch of the boys hanging out, you know, shooting the shit when we're fucking 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we actually made a skit out of Barroom hero and we like enacted it and it was so dumb and it was just somebody and and we play the song and just basically wordplay, right? You would just act out what he's saying, what Mike's saying in the song. Yeah. And then it would just turn into like a shit show. and We'd throw things and throw our pillows at each other and just act <laughs> like assholes. And it was fun. It was really cool. So it was, uh, I, 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 I'm not like a hardcore dropkick fan, but I've been a fan like damn near since the fucking beginning. Like. Since I was like ten, whatever, what ninety seven? We're born eighty seven. Since I was 87, eleven, yeah. which, damn, which that's pretty wild. 97, 98, 98. So we're, when I was like eleven, I went to camp the first time when I was eight.
1: So mm-hmm. yeah, when I was
0: eleven, I've been a fan of this album in particular since I was eleven, and then the Dropkick, I've, I've, I have not listened to all of their albums as they've come out, but I've listened to probably eight out of the ten as they've come out, and I just I've been a fan for a long time. I've I've never. Still to this day, I don't think they've done anything that can even hold a light next to Do or Die, but they have a mm-hmm. lot of good stuff. But I think Do or Die is just something extremely special, and it hits hard for me because of the nostalgia. And I just, man, listening to this again this week, was, I, I still know all these fucking words. Every single song, I knew every single word <laughs> to and it's just... It was unbelievable and I I knew all the timings, I knew when things were coming in, I knew the drops, I knew just absolutely everything. I, okay. I, it was fun. It was a good time. I had a good time this week.
2: Man, you have I mean our origin stories are so different. I Yeah, cuz I, I I I don't I don't have any recollection of where or when I heard this band for the first time. I could have been it could have been the end of high school. I'm thinking the end of high school for me. I got I, I just don't remember. It's so weird because I've always I've always known about this band, but I've never I don't remember ever going out of my way to go search for them. But I feel like the first song I heard was probably Bar Room Hero. Maybe. I don't know. I really I really don't remember my origin story with this with this Uh, band.
0: For sure. Like Barroom Hero was, is and will always be my favorite dropkick song. Yeah. And I've played that song way so many times that it's not even funny anymore, but for sure, it's been played a thousand times since we were in high school.
2: I, maybe you were the maybe you were the reason why I ever heard them or heard them for the first time. I should say, yeah, because I have no, i literally have no recollection. I've, I don't have a lot of nostalgia with this band until we were adults, until we were out of high school, when we used to just drive around listening to Dropkick or we'd go on our stupid Vegas trips for the night or <laughs> whatever, you know you know, that, that, that's, that's the most nostalgia I have for this band are just those random drives around Orange County, LA, Mm -hmm. wherever it's not. Yeah. I just, there's no one outside of do or die. There's no one album that, that has really just kind of, I don't know, has meant anything to me or has any sort of nostalgia. It's so weird, but I've always really loved this band. I've always really liked what they do. And, how much fun they are, and we saw them once, right? Just at Soma.
0: I've seen them twice. I saw him at Warped, also. Did you? Okay. It was two thousand five or six. Whenever, mm-hmm. whenever I first started dating Taylor was about the time I saw him again at Warped Tour.
2: Wait, was I there too?
0: I think we went separately because we left early. Because I wanted to yeah. stay for Pennywise as the hen lighter for one of the stages. Okay,
2: then we then I was there too, yeah. Because we, we stayed and watched Tiger Army and Pennywise.
0: Yeah, Pennywise was the one that I wanted to stay for. But people I, like Noel and Travis and Taylor, they're, nah, I don't want to stay for Pennywise. <laughs> I should have told them to well, fuck themselves. I'm a fucking mosh to Pennywise. <laughs> but, no, so but we the, were at that at one. That, at that show, Dropkick was there too.
2: Okay, see, I don't remember seeing them at, at that Warp Tour. Maybe we were watching somebody else. I mean there, Maybe we were watching like Kill Switch while dropkick were playing or something.
0: That was like the coolest part and the worst part about Warp Tour was you don't have to pick one band. You there's options.
2: Yeah, there's like three stages going at all times.
0: Which is so fucking cool, but also it, it can be annoying because if you want to see multiple bands at one time you can't. But I like I like that aspect of Warped dude, Warp Tour was so fucking cool in this heyday. It was. <clears> it was rad.
2: It was really rad. So, so yeah, like I said, our our origin stories are very different. Um, What is your, um, what's your, what's your kind of, I mean, I guess I know your first impressions on Do or Die. You absolutely love it. Absolutely
0: love it. Absolutely love (laughs) it. It's, it's, it's something so different than what, uh, than what I was listening to. Actually, in anything, just because it's so it's so unique. It's so unique that like the Celtic influence in this band and the punk stuff is just, it's so them. And yeah. it wasn't until decades later did I even discover bands like the Pogues or Floggy Molly, but none of them ever did it as good as Dropkick did. Nobody perfected it the way Dropkick perfected it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like I said earlier, like, like the Celtic punk, it should just be re- rebranded as the Dropkick Murphy sound because they did it at their height. They did it better than anyone has ever done it.
2: No, that's very true. That's a very good point. There's nobody better than dropkick flogging Molly. have nothing. They have nothing on, on dropkick. That's they're sure.
0: cool They got cool songs They got cool songs But it's just yeah. It's just like Oh cool This is this band sounds like The Dropkick Murphys
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I'd rather go listen To Dropkick All ten of their records so. And the
0: Pogues The Pogues are The Pogues are dope Like I really really Like the Pogues But
2: I don't think I've heard Anything from them I, Ever
0: I, I wouldn't recommend You dive too deep Into them Because they're They're getting more Into like the Celtic And then the alternative And the folk stuff Rather than the punk stuff
2: mm, My favorite
0: yeah. My favorite stuff. <laughs> but they're still good. There's they're still they're still a foundation for what the Dropkick eventually did. But there's a lot of other, like, like the Dubliners, that's another band. There's a lot of bands out there that do it, but nobody ever did it. Even like half as good as the Dropkick, I feel. like It was just lyrically, musically, sonically, everything about the like the way they looked, the way they carried themselves, their their appreciation for the music, the city they lived in, their fans. Like, the Dropkick are a damn near, like, perfect band. They haven't released a lot of good stuff, but, like, damn, dude, they're just, like, a damn near perfect band. And they they always seem so grateful. They always seem Mm -hmm. so grateful. And they always look like they're having a good time. I don't know. It's true. Especially live. Especially live. So,
2: I, I assume you have no stinkers.
0: No, I mean, is that I, safe, safe this, is, this, is, this is a perfect album. I'm going to throw it out right oh my now. God, fucking so spoilers that's, over here.
2: That's, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's going
0: to say that right away.
2: <laughs> all right, so yeah, I, I'm with you. I have no stinkers. I have no stinkers at all. Uh, I have seven bangers. You probably have, let's say, eight bangers, right?
0: Uh, sure.
2: Or is every song a banger? you
0: a going to pull that card. Every song's a banger.
2: This fucking guy. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. Alright, so then um let, let's jump into your into your BB. What, what's your biggest
0: banger here? Barroom Hero. That that is my biggest banger. Oh, that's that's my yeah. favorite dropkick song. It is from the moment I heard it when I was like fucking eleven years old. Dude, some eleven year old. I can't. <laughs> and this is when can't this is when we can shoot guns at camp. When I was eleven or twelve was the first year we got to shoot twenty twos. Like, really? imagine imagine going to a camp and you they're letting you shoot fucking guns. This is I what sh- camp I- was like.
2: I shot BB guns but not not an actual gun.
0: We shot 20 zoos and it no was it was way. one range master and there was like 12 of us and he was like oh, here you go just go ahead and shoot. And we're like, fucking, that's wild. I, I think I think <laughs> yeah dude, we went horseback riding uh, I, which was actually my first and last time ever in my life that I went horseback riding because of that I fucking hate horses now forever. <laughs> But we shot guns. It would did camp was awesome. We shot bow and arrows like archery, but they were they yeah. weren't like the plastic ones. They were sharp as fuck. dude. they look like like bow and arrows like the car? You know the, the arrowhead. They're trying Oh, like you shape. actually?
2: They were actual arrowheads. Yeah, they were like heavy, and
0: I remember, and I was shooting them, and you know, the kids were like eleven. You pull them back as hard as you can. You kind of close your eyes. Like, you let it go, and you open your eyes. It's going in the trees,
2: <laughs> like, and then the fuck, and then the the bow, like the the string bow, like hits the inner part of your arm, and it's just like all red and bloody. Oh yeah, it's, it's it snaps the
0: shit of your forearm.
2: Oh, it hurts like
0: hell. This was camp. There were pillow fights. <laughs> there were there were late night raids where we go into somebody else's cabin at night. Oh and yeah, take all their shit and fucking open their sleeping bag or oh, open their suitcases and throw all their clothes all over their roof. Like this was. <laughs> This was yeah. camp. We were torturous. We were awful. But we had so much fucking fun. Camp was
2: so much fun. I, I, I went to camp twice, and it was so much fun. And and we used to, like, fuck with them. One time we fucked with one of the counselors. He was taking a shower, and we took a bunch of dirt, and we threw it all over him when he was in the shower, and the he fucking lost his mind. He was so mad. It was, it was great. And then we used to, I mean, a couple nights we we converted one of the door or one of the rooms into like a wrestling ring. So we took all the mattresses off of all the beds. Cause there was four rooms and each room had like six bunks and we took all the mattresses off and we just lined up this room with, with mattresses and we just like everybody wrestled for like two hours. It was <laughs> fucking stupid. It was so dumb. Wild, but, wild yeah, stuff. And, and the counselors did not give a shit. They did not care.
0: It was great. That, Camp was dude, fun. Camp was, was a lot of fun. That was the 90s. hmm There was uh, mm-hmm. so many pranks. I did so many fucking pranks. I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. But <laughs> but the dropkicks were always there. The dropkicks and the Bouncing Souls were always there. And and mm-hmm. the Bouncing Souls, I didn't get into later on. A couple of years after, actually. But the dropkicks were always there. So there's a lot of nostalgia for me. Bobroom Hero, easily my favorite song. I... I, I, dude, I can't even sing its praises enough. I think it's such a fucking perfect song. It's so stupid. Mike McColgan is not a good singer, in no. any way. I think he's absolutely awful. But what he does best is is he's, for one, he's commanding. When he mm-hmm. when he speaks, you listen. He, he has that kind of Chuck D aspect to him. But yeah. he's endearing too. You know that when he sings, and then it, like we'll get into like Boys and Docs, and then. Uh, faraway coast when he when he's singing things you know he truly truly cares about what he's saying he's not just they're not writing songs just to be poppy they're not writing songs to be poppy to be on the radio they care about what they're saying and as a concept album in general do or die is kind of up there it is it is is conceptually about not just like union but just like the common folk and it's the working class it's so weird and punk because punk is just not. They're always mad about something, and 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 Mike McColgan was never really mad at anybody. He was just more like, "Dude, just let me do my fucking job and give me a decent amount of pay for it, and I'll do it." Yeah, it, it was. Never he wasn't like,
2: asking for anything for free. He wasn't. There was saying no rage woe is against me. like the government,
0: yeah. and it was just let me do my job so I can feed my family, and the, that was that was do or die the content the cover like everything about this album is just it's so plain old people it's so boring and if you look at the album cover it's so fucking boring it's so stupid on its surface
2: and also the i i like his lyrics on this record too because he he very easily paints a picture of what he's trying to say but he doesn't overdo it on the lyrics like the there aren't a lot of lyrics on any of these songs but the little bit that there are, he paints an entire world and an entire picture so vividly. It it's pretty remarkable. Like the way he, he can command a story or or tell a story, I guess not command a story, tell a story in such a simplistic way. It it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Yeah. But uh Barroom Here is also my number one. I wanna throw that one out there. <laughs> my fans, since man we're, Since we're already <laughs> talking about it. So and like I said, this might have been the first song I ever heard. I think this is the first song I ever heard from them. And uh and damn, dude, this is this is the epitome of Dropkick. Both both eras of Dropkick, the Mike McColgan and the Albar era. This perfectly encapsulates what the band is about and what their sound is. this can there's nothing better than this song. Mm-hmm. Through and through. Just the way it starts out, the the catchiness of it. It's it's truly a fantastic song. Is this, so, is this,
0: is this your favorite Dropkick song?
2: Yeah, this this and the Dirty Glass are my two favorite Dropkicks.
0: Oh, damn! Yeah,
2: it's their two best. So, okay. let, let's play a little bit of Barroom Hero, then we'll talk about it, the lyrics and 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 the music more. Does that sound good? Yes, sir. Okay, so. Where the fuck is it? Oh, oh cool. God. So we're not ready. Yeah, this is. I am. I okay. said he was ready. He's he not ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. So here's Barroom Hero from Dropkick
1: Face down in the gutter, won't admit defeat, though his clothes are soiled and black. He's a big, strong man with a child. My, don't you take his booze away. and beers. He's a hero to most hey, hey, hey. high he cries like stolen eyes. This man is just no Now his wife and kids sing a different tone as they worry about their daddy. Hey, 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 hey. the the listen, no he won't. That's how she run A beat. never for the day.
2: There you go, barroom hero, from Dropkick Murphys. Now, what do you want? Do you want to talk about music first, or do you want to talk about the lyrics? Because we haven't talked about either of them yet.
0: There's there's so much stuff here. For, for one, I, it almost sounds like when they recorded this was the first time that Mike and the bagpipes had ever done anything together, because <laughs> of the way he enunciates, like face down, like he's trying to keep time which is using mm-hmm. his words because he can't keep time properly. Cause the bagpipes are throwing him off so hard. But then when it gets yeah, to the end, are weird. like when it gets towards the end, then he gets into his groove and that's when the one dude, two, two, and then it really gets into it. So it it, it <laughs> sounds like they, like they never rehearsed this prior to recording this for the first time. Cause it's, it just sounds weird the way he, he, he accents a lot of the first syllables and the beats.
2: You're right. Yeah. I, I never really thought about that. Yeah. But I guess keeping in time with the bagpipes when there's no actual beat is probably pretty difficult <laughs> especially when you're not when you're not like a a trained musician yeah. like he's cuz he's yeah. definitely not so it must be so weird trying to find that rhythm with the bagpipes <laughs> like Huh the, I, I the never I never thought down. about it yeah.
0: like if if, if, yeah. if you just keep face tabs like down. on your yeah. foot like you're the face down in the gut or on the mitt Like there's all those things that he's, that he's doing (laughs) to help himself keep time. It's like, it's
2: it's like he enunciates the, the, the word or the letter with every fourth beat. (laughs) It's, it's just, it's so amateur, but it, damn, it's charming.
0: That's truly is. But that like goes into the theme of like the working class. Like this is just a guy that he, he's a union member. He held, he held his union card. He was a guy yeah. that worked like for whatever union it was, probably in this in, this, in some type of steel because he talked about steel and other songs, but like he's a he's a union guy and he grew up in, in a union family and now he's transitioning into music and so he doesn't quite he's all these ideas but he's not a trained musician like you said so he doesn't know doesn't quite know what he's supposed to do and so it comes <laughs> off super it's amateur it's fucking amateur.
2: Totally but, but, it but sounds because so it's because
0: it's so unique because it's so endearing that's what that's what makes it that's what that's what's so good and then he's talking about like lyrically he's talking about a guy who just fucking fights because he feels like the, he's, he's got nothing else to do and he drinks way too much and that clearly doesn't help his self-esteem and I've never been to Boston but I, I feel like a lot of the culture over there is is there's a lot of like uh, uh, boxing. It, it's yeah. a big boxing oh, yeah. culture and, and and there's a lot of boxers that came out of boston and then that's kind of what this is going along the lines of like the gyms like, like like east coast guys talk about gyms but they're really talking about like a boxing ring and i think it all it, it all fits together
2: it does it does and the lyrically too i i kind of get like it's him it's him talking about like one particular guy who who everybody admired and looked up to because he was so loyal to all of his friends and so loyal to his community, but he was just like withering away to, to keep up with the, his reputation. And in the end it was just destroying him and his family were realizing it and they were trying to get him to, you know, calm down, but he never, he could never do it because he felt like he was going to let his community and his people down. And that's where the respect in the song comes from. I feel from Mike's end. And like he, he, it's him showing the respect to this guy who, who gave up his, his health and I guess his life in the end to help out his community for whatever reason, you know, whether it be a fight or, or protecting those weaker than him, you know? Yeah. That's kind of how I, that's what I get from it.
3: Lyrically I, I at think,
0: least. I mean, I, I've, I've, I read a couple reviews that were more contemporary And Mm -hmm. because I wanted to get like another, I wanted to get like a 25 years later type of, of a review. And one of the, I wouldn't say a problem, but something they brought, the reviewer brought up was how this generation of worker, because Mike, the the lyrics in this, in this album talks about kids, but what they're really saying is kids and women, because Mm -hmm. this is a very male focused, union decade mm-hmm. and so I think like I, I think going along the lines of, of somebody trying to take care of their family is is very like male specific because of the time and because of the union and because of the the area I had a, I had a point for this but I don't know what it was <laughs> yeah I'm not sure where you're going either I did I did I had a point for this but I don't know what it was all I right. maybe, that, maybe it was just interesting. I don't know. But but <laughs> but but like the song Room here, like I I agree. I I think that fighting for pride is is kind of the same along the same lines of of going to work for a job you don't like but you're doing it to pay the bills. And and mm-hmm. along the lines of the union work where yeah, I may not like it, but it pays the bills for my family because I'm the breadwinner. I am the person that they rely on. And I don't want much. I just I just want to be able to pay the bills. And I think that's that's where Mike's head is at overall on this album. It's it's not it's not crazy. It's 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 he's not trying to be a millionaire. He's not he's not trying to make it big. He just he just wants to take care of his own.
2: That's it's the working class. Like you're saying, it's the working class mentality. I guess you could say
0: it's a working class in the most that positive way in the most positive way that we don't know it, because i mean well in yeah. a different song too but like the reagan administration like it's it's a it's a union working class that post 1980 just doesn't doesn't know about because it was it was it was essentially destroyed reagan mm-hmm. fucking annihilated it
2: australia yeah. fucked up a lot of things
0: it's uh it's fun it's it's fun to it's fun to <laughs> learn about because because we talk about unions and then some are good some are horrendous but yeah they are they are here and it's it's crazy to think that the unions of of the 80s and 70s and prior and what they fought for and then the unions of today some of the unions of today what they fight for and what they want is uh it's weird it's it's interesting. It's,
2: it, it's what Some of the unions that that are around today are what the unions in the 60s and 70s would have fought against. Yes. From a corporate corporation perspective. Because, yeah, especially uh, some of these unions here in California.
0: Wow. It's fucked. So. Well, the uh, most powerful union on earth right now is the the baseball, the baseball players union, the MLB (laughs) Players Association. That is the most powerful union on earth.
2: That's Hands crazy down. to think about, right?
0: <laughs> it's, it's insane,
2: and you wouldn't even like think of that as a union because it is—it's a sport, you know. They're How can you so unionize a sport strong. like that? You know, it's pretty wild, pretty fucking wild. But uh, musically, on on this song too, it's for me, it's it's the lead up into the into the like the punk part of it, and it's the the perfectly timed the hey hey hey's. It's very like oi and uh it's just it's so it's so catchy it's so energetic it just it makes you think of going to like a really really fun show and then the breakdown in the middle too where he's shouting out various people and like kind of what they did or who they were the it's Boston so cool. punks punk so... skins
0: a rowdy bunch indeed <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: it's it's almost like self-indulgent <laughs> but it's not it's you can almost so, put it down so as honest. arrogance, but it's also not. Yeah, it's, I, so I don't, I, it's so hard to explain it.
0: It's it's there's not many bands I can that can like riff out like that, and then not mm-hmm. come off as 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 like uh, pretentious. You know, like I know these people, but he's probably referencing people yeah. that like he knew personally that are so n- not just like a inside joke type of thing, but like an inside inside joke. Like it's probably something yeah. so meaningful to him and only him, but he doesn't give a fuck. And He's still gonna say it. He's still gonna he's still gonna call out the Boston <laughs> punks and skins. I think that's a general statement, but something like mm-hmm. that. But that part, yeah, yeah. dude. That part, the 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 bagpipe is matching the guitar. Like they're both doing the same riffage. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. It's so <laughs> stupid. And they're just going down, 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 but the bagpipe and the guitar (laughs) are matching the same riffage, and it's so fucking amazing. And then you got the drums, and the drums are doing that little drum roll to make it a little bit more uh, anthemic, a little more Celtic anthemic sounding. And it's just, it's so cheesy. It's so fucking cheesy. It is, but it's so good. (laughs) It's so perfect. I, I. It is fantastic. And the song's not even that aggressive. It's not that fast. It's not a super fast punk song. No, it's
2: not the fast. I don't even think it's the fastest, fastest song on the record.
0: It's definitely not the fastest song on the record, but it's, it's, it's about the heaviness, and it's, it's got that call and response, like you were saying with the hey-hey-hey's. That's kind of the mm-hmm. response to it. And it's all, like the song, is. It, it's a mosh song. They built the song around oh, totally. the fact that people, they want people to mosh. That bridge part, like you were saying, is a build-up to everyone calming down in the pit and then mm. dropping into something that you've never even seen before. And when we saw him at the Soma, <laughs> and that was way later in their career, too. Not way later, but it was later in their career, halfway in their like career. It like
2: 2012, maybe 2013 when we saw him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was, I mean, dude, that pit was still insane.
2: Dude, that was that was a wild show. That was I a was truly wild show.
0: fucking unbelievably impressed at how crazy <laughs> that pit was. For a band that had been already been around for almost thirty years,
2: and we've been we've been to a lot of shows and a lot of hardcore metal, all kinds of crazy shows with crazy pits. But that was a pretty wild one. <laughs>
0: yeah, that exactly. was a wild one. That, that, yeah, that was almost thirty <laughs> years, dude. After they were like in, right? No, it yeah. wasn't thirty. It
2: was like twenty years. It, well, no, it wasn't even. Well, like it was like twenty-five six, years.
0: Two thousand six. No, it's like yeah, it was almost twenty years. You're right. It was almost, almost 20, twenty years. years yeah. yeah.
2: Pretty crazy, pretty crazy shit. And I think that that Soma show was sold out too. Yes, they did sell out. Yeah, and, and Soma is not like a huge venue, but it's still pretty big and it holds a lot of people. And the weird thing about Soma is it's just the floor. There's no, there's no multi levels. It's just the floor and that's
0: it. The, yeah, there's a floor and there's like a tiny little seating on the edges, but it's only like but it's, a foot wide. <laughs>
2: And but it's not even still, seating;
0: it's just like a wall. Yeah, it, <laughs> like a half wall. Yeah. And people still find a way to climb on top of it and, and shit. We went Pat. Did not we go with Pat?
2: Yeah, Pat went with us. Yeah. <laughs> I think Renee did too, right? Or was it just me, you, and Pat? No, I it was mean, just me, you, and Pat. Fucking no, it was surprised just, Renee went to that. No, I was thinking of the Azalea Dine show that we went to. Yeah,
0: Renee went to that one. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, it, it was just me, you, and Pat who went to the uh, drop kick. Yeah, that was fun, man. That was a great time. That was a good show. <laughs> ah, great stuff! All right, one B, so baby. That's your. That's your. That's both of our one B. So then,
0: what's your two B? What do you got? Uh, I already scrolled past uh, my two B. Oh, it's opening, dude. It's Cadence, and then uh, Do or Die. I think <laughs> that one die. two shot. I no, it's, my You got to put both. That's of them. my two B as well. You got to put both of them together, though.
2: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> that that those two are my my two B as well. So good. They go. Good. They go hand in hand. You what's, cannot what's, play them without the other.
0: What's so good about cadence? I, 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 I love that it sounds like it was recorded in like an empty concert hall. Like there's some verb coming back on the bagpipes,
3: mm-hmm. and it's
0: and the song itself is not set up like you think it's going to blend into a punk song. The punk song for sure drops in suddenly and abruptly. It's 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 not. It's not well thought out. It's like, let's do a Celtic thing and then let's put a punk song in there. Well, how do we do it? I don't know. Just say one, two, three, four and we'll do it. <laughs> I know, and but the one, two, three, exactly four is so did.
2: good. It's so it's so exciting when when you hear it because it's not even like it's on the mic. It sounds like it's one of the dudes just standing there just yelling it as loud as he can, hoping <laughs> the mic picks it up. It's so good. It's so good. And it's so abrupt. But then the... the how it just like bleeds or transitions into do or die is, is perfect. I mean, you, they, they, like I said, they go hand in hand. You got to play them together.
0: So it's that, that, that guitar riff and, and do or die. Dude, that sounds like one of our riffs that we do. The oh, it kind of does, huh? I never even like thought about that. Fucking, that's like <laughs> I never thought riff about that, that. We completely ripped <laughs> off from dropkick. But I don't give a fuck cares. <laughs> but, yeah, dude. They, Nobody they, will ever know. No, nobody's ever going to know. Cadence, Cadence and Do <laughs> or Die are, I don't know why they broke them up. They should have been one song because if you playlist Cadence and Do or Die and you shuffle them, it's weird. It's it's very yeah. weird and I don't like it. So they should have known that streaming would have been a thing at some point and they fucked up on that <laughs> one.
2: Maybe it's because, um, maybe the song would have been too long because Cadence by itself is almost two minutes. And then do or die is over two minutes. It's like two and a half, two and a half. So it's, you're you're looking at almost five minutes of of a song. So maybe they just thought it would be too long.
0: It's possible. But then I think like Lars is the one that produced the album, and and I mean at the time yeah. he's not really like oh yeah, dude. Well, it's not really Lars. It's like Tim, that was that was terrible.
2: <laughs> that was so terrible.
0: <laughs> I, Tim and Lars are the same guy to me. I don't care, uh, <laughs> but Lars wasn't really the one at the time to to try and, and cut things down to make like a, a pop hit. So
2: true, you know, that's but weird. but also when has Rancid ever ri- put out a song that was more than three minutes long? Well, Especially at that. this time. By by the th- by nineteen ninety eight, they weren't putting out long songs. They were still pretty much a, a good punk band. Ruby Soho true. wasn't out yet, you know. The pop R- stuff R- wasn't R- out R- yet.
0: So, uh, dude, that is a good song. Anything though. that is even close to "Do or Die."
2: <laughs> well, that's true too. That's true. It's but anything. Rancid is really good. Rancid is really good, though.
0: They were really good. Yes.
2: Even Ruby Soho. That's still a solid song. Oh. Stupid, but. Oh. Wait, what's the uh, what's the other Rancid song? The other pop hit that Sean's
0: they did. Came, came, eh, the girls of time
2: bomb. That's what it is. Time bomb. Yeah. Ugh. That song's terrible, too, but it's Ugh. so good.
0: Gross. Fuck, <laughs> So annoying. Dude, everything about Tim Armstrong so annoying. How low he plays Ugh. his guitar. How, what did he just Dumbass tattoos on his head. Everything about him so obnoxious. <laughs> I don't even care. He's so irritating.
2: Uh, and how big those Gretsch guitars are that he plays.
0: So annoying. Oh, my
2: God. It's so funny and and then he and then he, and then then it makes it even looks even weirder because he plays left-handed so it's the opposite way of everybody else so it's like what it, it, just, it just catches you off guard every time you see it because you rarely yeah. ever see left-handed guitar players.
0: He probably learned to play left-handed guitar just because he thought it was unique. <laughs> He's probably right-handed <laughs> from real life like if you give him a pen <laughs> or like his watch is probably on his left arm but like, yeah I wonder ooh mm, I'm gonna catch him I'm gonna catch him. Have you
2: ever heard of um I know some drummers out there, they play left-handed, but they're actually right-handed drummers, but they prefer to play left-handed because it feels more natural to them, or they do it, I've heard some drummers do it to make themselves stand out, which I I hate so much.
0: I think think in life, I mean, Renee, she's left-footed. She kicks with her left foot. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Jenna, her sister, she throws left-handed, even though she's right-handed which is weird. I play pool very weird. left-handed. I I'm I'm left-handed dominant when I play pool. It just hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I think it's all yeah. it's all whatever, but the left-handed throwing thing, I think is fucking bizarre.
2: That is really that's very very strange.
0: I've always thought that was really weird. And I thought there was something wrong with her. <laughs> Cuz that is no, there's just no way. Cuz if you write with your right hand, you think then you, you would throw with the most your right dexterity hand. is in your right arm and your right hand why you would, would, think would you so. ever throw with your left hand
2: Just yeah it doesn't make any sense it's what about weird. like skateboarding like if you if you're goofy I ride goofy I ride goofy too but I am right-handed so I guess it's not that's not unusual then right
0: I actually I I'm I'm very weird because I ride goofy but I pedal with my right foot with my left foot back so I put my my left foot towards the tail end oh. of the skateboard and I that's how I pedal instead of most people put their left yeah. foot forward and then just jump on with the right foot going back in the tail end so I pedal like I'm regular but I ride goofy
2: Interesting yeah cuz I I ride goofy but I pedal with my right if That makes sense Yeah that yeah that yeah, that's how I I don't skateboard very often but if I do
0: So when you pedal yeah. you're pedaling with your left foot or your right foot's planted on the board
2: I'm, no, my left foot is planted on the board, but it's more like center forward, and then oh, so you, I pedal with you, you my see right. That
0: to the way I ride, then.
2: Yeah, but then I pedal. I pedal with my right, and then, but but still, when I when I'm actually just riding, my my right foot's in the back.
0: Oh, that's that's not goofy.
2: I thought it was.
0: You're you're you rag, bro. You're rag.
2: No wait, no, no, not if I'm. Uh, maybe I don't know. I'm not a. I don't know.
0: You're rag, bro.
2: I'm not a skater. I'm not you're, a
0: skater. Or as I call it, Normie.
2: <laughs> normie? It's hey, true, I'm right? very Normie. Yeah, I'm very Normie. That's fine, though. That's
0: fine. Nothing wrong with that.
2: Anyway, um, so should we play do or die, even though we kind of played the beginning of it? But yeah, I thought you, would what, what do you played you want
0: to that know? one, no? Did we not?
2: Well, we played Cadence, and then we played like 10 seconds of do or die. There's, but we, we can move so, on from it we if We have want.
0: so much stuff to play and talk about. Okay. Right? Just, I'm not even gonna, I'm not going to pretend, even though I really, really would like to. I'm not going to pretend like we need to play that one. But <laughs> okay, this, this is "Do or Die" is the opening track essentially, because because the cadence is is a is a lead up to "Do or Die." So "Do or Die" is the opening track. It's the first track with lyrics mm-hmm. on it, and this is the one where Mike comes in Union Strong. He's coming in Union yeah. Strong on this, and it's it's a Union, it's a kind of Union Remembrance Strong, and in like a rallying cry. To, to those who feel even maybe on the fence about speaking up when being being taken advantage of and I think I think it's so goddamn good to come out so strong so early in your first album with something mm-hmm. ab- like the unions in the 90s like like again yeah, Reagan when he when he fired all those uh, airline workers in the 80s and in the mm-hmm. 90s you coming out talking about unions it's just it's ballsy man it really is
2: yeah it's true. Totally is, and I, this is this is um, also kind of just setting up what most of the record is about. It's about fighting for the people, the working. It's just fighting for the working class people, and this is how he starts out the record, and this is the, the pretty much the theme of the entire record right here. So I guess you could say this is the thesis
0: statement of the record. Yeah, it is absolutely. It's a th- it really is too, because it's essentially two parts of one song, and the first part mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's. It's not Scotland's national anthem, but it's like a backup national anthem because obviously Scotland's oh, national is really? anthem is going to be "God Save the Queen" or "Fucking Under Pressure" or whatever the fuck Freddie Mercury wrote. No, it's not "Under Pressure." <laughs> I think it's <laughs> what the whatever fuck? England's national anthem is. That's also or uh, not fucking Scotland, dude. Jesus, Ireland, Ireland. Yeah, that would be that would be their national anthem too. Ireland is whatever. What the fuck <laughs> is England's national anthem? I, I don't know what it is. It's How God would Save I know the, the Queen? Queen. No, it's not. Is Tommy's it really? It's not God oh. Save the Queen. That sounds about right, is not it? Dude, I, <sighs> dude, I'm dying. I gotta, I gotta look this up now.
2: I think, I think the internet, the internet's cutting in and out.
0: Is it? Well, I've, I've been kind of talking in and out of.
2: Yeah, but I've only been picking up bits and pieces of it.
0: I mean, the only thing you need to know is what is England's national anthem. I've no idea what it is. England national anthem. Queen's English. <laughs> it is God save the Queen, you fuck? Is it really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It is God All save I the Queen. All I think fucking, of is, is, is the you, Sex Pistols song. If you if you heard the song the 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 tune of God save the Queen, God save the Queen, you would know what it sounds like. Are you 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 would recognize the song, I should say. But yeah, Maybe. that's but that's that's, that's Ireland's also National anthem because they're a part of England. They're part. Or they're of, yeah. part of the United the UK. UK excuse UK. me. Yeah. Who gives a Get fuck? It right. The entire continent is like the size of California. Get out of here. <laughs> it's Skip. smaller than California. Okay. okay. But yeah, Aye. like a backup Aye. national anthem. If Ireland could have their own choice, it would. uh This is this is one of them, and it's it's that cadence to arms. It's fucking. It, I deleted the note, but I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> that's what it is. That's
2: why you don't delete your notes. I don't know why yeah, you do that. I
0: shouldn't. That. I do it, but I did it in stone <laughs> so whatever. This is what happens. This is what happens.
2: Okay, so, so that was both of our, that, that, those are, that's our two banger. Uh, what, what do you got for your number three? Okay, notes, man. Notes My notes
0: phone turned right? off as I was talking. It like di- or didn't die, but like the screen Dude. shut off. Oh, my God. Oh, Road of the, the righteous. righteous. Road of the Righteous. Okay, okay. Let's get into that. What do you got? Dude, Scar Strokes. Sloppy. Love it. Oh, very sloppy. Yes, it doesn't. Very it, it sounds sloppy. terrible. It's awful, <laughs> but I fucking love it. Do those upstrokes that he's doing, or he's trying to do like some ska thing?
2: But it just <laughs> sound. It just doesn't sound that great.
0: It sounds so terrible. I absolutely love it. And then they come in full band, dude. When they come in full band, and Mike is just Mike's so good at leading the music. When he stretches mm-hmm. words, like when he like blend, when, when he makes one word and he stretches that over multiple like bars mm. that it's that's what's commanding about him that's what makes him that's what makes us as a listener think that he's commanding the the, the band they follow what he says and that's yeah. that's what he's doing here and on, on, and this one in particular it always sounds like he's out of breath like he's trying to catch so? his breath all the time and the go okay. part
2: oh the goes are the best that's like one of the best parts of the song
0: I time standard it. It starts at 120. If you start the song at 120, <laughs> there's a solid part that goes into it, and it's 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 nasty. The bass throws down some heavy bass line. Oh, that bridge there's, too. The bridge dude, is so good. There's clean guitar thrown in there, those chords, and then there's this call and answer on top of that, and it's just it's just purgatory essentially until the song drops back in, and it's just it's nasty, purgatory. What nasty stuff. We're just waiting. <laughs> We're sitting in this in this waiting space, and everything's great, and everybody's grooving together. Finally. But you know it's going to come back into something heavy, something hard, something fast, and it does.
2: It's it overall overall like it. The first part of it is very straightforward punk, but once you get into the go the go go goes, and the um, and that it's that bridge man the bridge gets me, gets me every time. It's so good. So should, should we play a little bit of it and then get into the lyrics? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I mean I fucking time stamped it for you. So I like-
2: know. So I got I'm I'm ready to go. Jesus. So here we go. <laughs> Road of the righteous from the Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. All right, there's a bit of Road of the Righteous from Drop Dropkick Murphys. Um, not just this song, but there are a couple moments on this record that, damn, Mike sounds so much like, um, what's his name from Bouncing Souls? Oh
0: my God, Greg! Dude, he, there's Dude, so I, many moments where they sound I, like uh, each other. It's wow. wild. Wow, my entire, like, not my entire, I have, I have four or five different spots in here where I think the exact same thing. You could take out the vocals and this is the bouncing souls.
2: Well, it's not even just the vocals. No, it is the vocals, though. It's because neither of them are like great singers, so they have that. Da, da, da. It's that. It's that. <laughs> that kind of. I can't. I don't even know how to how to explain it. I like, oh, haven't heard oh. you sing in a long
0: time. That's good.
2: <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? They they have that that kind of like wailing that's not really singing, and it's barely in tune. That that's yes. what it is. Yes. And even just the when when in this song where he's just yelling the goes, just him yelling go sounds like sounds like the bouncing souls. There's so many similarities between the two bands that which I didn't even really realize until this week after listening to Do or Die. But damn I, they're so similar.
0: I, I didn't realize it either until this week, but there are there's for sure one song here that sounds exactly like a Bouncing Souls song from Summer vacation,
2: yeah, and I, I I wrote it down too, but now I can't remember what the song is. But I re- have it in my notes where I said this this could have easily been a Bouncing Soul song, <laughs> very easily could have been one, because of the way he sings on the song. Because damn, dude, Greg has that like True Believers is the one Bouncing Soul song th- where he does that that stupid wail the most.
0: It's it. It's and like the way it sounded. <laughs> It's almost like he's like a like a like a monk in a mosque or a <laughs> yeah, temple or, or something. Or a monastery. You know, like, ooh, yeah. Doing that noise. That's that's what it is.
2: <laughs> I know that that opening to true believers, man. I've it's always like one of the worst things I've ever heard in music is the opening to true believers, but <sighs> <laughs>
0: can't fuck with I it, it though. Can't fuck with it.
2: I know you can't, you can't, but <laughs> Even to this day, I don't even know what Greg says in that in those like opening lines of True Believers. I still don't know what he says.
0: <laughs> it's because the way he kind of like also does does that like does he say
2: like party people like I see I can't even I, I can't even try to sing it because I have no idea what he says.
0: I mean, I know exactly what he says. I listen to that song way too many fucking times. And,
2: well, I mean, I have too, but then I I never know what he says.
0: Dude, you gotta know.
2: It's like when I listen to AFI's "Totally Immortal," it's one of my favorite songs of all time. I have no idea what they say in that. But I have no idea what Davey Havoc says in that song. But I've listened to that song probably a thousand times. But I've never, (laughs) I can never decipher it.
0: That's just one of those things. That one's even worse. Oh, it's way worse. I'd be surprised if he says anything in some of those parts. (laughs) I know. I mean, there's no way. Those are not words. (laughs)
2: It's like I, I feel like in Totally Immortal, the only lyrics that you can understand are when everybody is doing backup vocals. It, that's it. Like that's the only part of that song. Everything else is Davey is just you just you whoa, can't whoa, figure out.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. <laughs> 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 oh, That song is just so wailing. Good, Man, I love Totally Immortal. Is is the Offspring version?
0: Is Road of Your Road of the Righteous even a banger for you or no? It is not a banger.
2: No. No, okay. it is not a banger. Okay. I, right. I, just the way the way she goes. That's all but right. But what, what do you got? What do you got lyrically on this
0: one? Uh, we can. I mean, we can just move on if it's not a banger. We don't gotta get into
2: okay. it. Okay. I, no, I mean we could talk about lyrics too because we're also lyric men. So
0: we are very we are very much lyric men. We're like the. <laughs> I don't even know. That's fucking dumb. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I really don't. I I, I think I there's a lot of songs on here that are way more positive than I ever realized. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very, oh, I hate using this word or this phrase because Sloan uses it to describe his trance, but there's a lot of stuff that's very uplifting that makes you feel ah. good. Yes. And and this is one of them. I think this is a positive song about just like trying your best to be just a good dude. That's mm-hmm. it. See
2: on road, on road of the righteous. That's what you got.
0: Yeah. So I,
2: I kind I got something Bit a bit different. I feel like this is a tribute to friends who weren't able to control or get out of their alcoholism, and in turn, it kind of ruined their life. If not just ruined their life, it ended up killing them in the end. So I felt like this is like a shout out to those people that he lost to addiction. I don't know why. I don't know why I got that lyrically because it doesn't really match up with the title of the song, but. I don't know. Reading the lyrics, that's just kind of, that's the way I interpreted it.
0: I think. Weird, but whatever. I think that's solid. I, I think there's something to be said about that. I think I think these guys, I mean, yeah, I read a lot of interviews with Ken Casey, and I've I've tried to look up so much about, I couldn't find what the fuck this album cover was. I looked, I oh my God, I read so much stuff trying to figure it out. But whatever. <laughs> but these guys in this era, in this scene, I mean, there was heavy alcoholism, and there was, oh yeah, there was a lot of fighting, and it was an intense scene. And so I, I think that's, I think mean, that's solid. I, th- I think the road of the righteous itself is, is is almost an unattainable path. Oh, that's what it was. What? Oh, I just remembered. Remember earlier I said I have another saying that I fucking hate when people say, it and then oh yeah, they say it. <laughs> now I just got it because oh, of the road no. of the righteous. It's when people say stand up for what you believe in, even if you're standing alone.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a terrible, that's that a terrible expression. That shit fucking irritates me. I, yeah, oh,
0: I cannot stand that stuff.
2: I don't like that either. Put the, we we have to put that, put that on the no-no list. <laughs> that's yeah. on the no-no list. That oh, has that's to what be on the, was. Have it was. We have to actually too. make a Maybe no-no list.
0: Just, oh, God.
2: Oh, dude, we got to make a no-no list. Yes. We got to do it because it's, <laughs> it's too important not to do a no-no list.
0: <laughs> It'll piss off Wait, let, 90% of the population of people that shop at fucking <laughs> Michaels or Kohl's or... Or Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> oh God.
2: Okay. Wait. Wait. What? What was? Wait. What was the line again? I'm gonna just type it so it's, we don't it's, forget it it's later. Stand.
0: Stand up for what you believe in, even if you're standing alone. Like that. That was a cool saying, like 30 years ago, probably. Maybe. I don't know when the first person said it, but it's just so fucking cheesy now, and it's, it's just. It's so. Uh, it's so. It's so pretentious, right? It's. It's so. It's. It, somebody. Whoever posts that. Is, is trying to tell everybody it's it's virtue signaling is what it is there you go it's virtue yeah. signaling and that, that's what irritates me the most oh the road of the righteous that's oh, I knew I would get it I knew I'd get it
2: oh yeah. Uh, yeah that's a pretty bad it's a pretty bad one I'm so happy <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so happy oh my
2: god okay so i have, I've added four things to the no-no list so far what we got? Uh, we have we have stand up for what you believe in even if you're alone. Uh, it Is What It Is, oh. Obvious, Live, Laugh, Love, Obvious, Barf. Uh, and then I Am What I Am. <laughs> those are those are the no-nos. That That's part of the no-no list. We don't talk about that.
0: Even though there's no restrictions on the pod, you know, they're no-nos. You know, what's funny is, I think a long time ago, a friend of the pod, Eric, EP, Eric Palmer, he had a shirt that showed uh, no. like, I, a yam <laughs> Like a potato oh, a yam, no. and it was I am what I am.
2: Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much.
0: That's 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 a little better though.
2: That's a little better. No, not really. <laughs> not really. Not really. It's so funny. It's terrible. So good. It's fucking terrible. Okay. Okay. So are we good with Road Road of the Righteous? Should
0: we move? Yeah. On? Sure. What's okay. your What's your three B?
2: My three B is drum roll, please. Give me a drum roll. See,
0: see what you scroll past, you know you can't see, just like I do all the time.
2: <laughs> oh, it's uh "Boys on the Docks." What am I thinking? "Boys on the Docks."
0: Okay, how Ooh, can you not so love that so song? Much. So that, that's also what the fuck? How is that what? my three B? Also, that just makes no sense. Okay, well, is it I really? clearly messed up my range. Oh, you have two
2: three Bs. Okay, I used to have that's two three Bs. Th- this is yeah. this is a fun time. Two three Bs.
0: Yeah. So first well, of nice all, let's let's two, just get movies. let's just let's just get out of the way. Did you listen to the original version of Boys in the Docks?
2: I did, and I loved it. But I also love this version. I don't okay. think one is better than the other. Okay. Definitely not. One is better than better than the other. They're just they just work so well in both in both instances.
0: Okay, that is like not the response I thought you would say. But I am one hundred percent. Oh, you thought I would board. like the punk one. Of course fucking because you're a idiot. punker through and through you pretend like you're everything's stupid idiot. unless it's punk but what but I am 100 percent on board with the fact that the punk version is exponentially better than this you think it's exponentially better absolutely I think this this I think this version is fine this is what I heard this is the first version I heard of this when I when yeah. I stumbled upon the punk when many years later I my mind was blown again again. <laughs>
2: I wouldn't say it's exponentially better. I think they're pretty much the same. They're just
0: they're just the different styles.
2: I mean, obviously different styles, but
0: the, the uh. reason why I I I I have some demerits on this one is because the Boys in the Docks is what made the Dropkick Murphys popular. That EP came out and everybody loved that fucking song. That song was unbelievable. And 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 that's what made them feel the need to to record something big and then lars got on board and he kind of took a gamble but the gamble was based on the boys in the docks and they named the fucking ep after the song mm. and so when they're writing this album and recording this album to re-record the song in in the tune of like a drunken say like a shanty essentially it's a little cheesy it's, it's really a little cheesy is. And actually but my favorite part of the song. But it's the best shanty they have. My favorite part of the song is when it's just Mike. And it's just him by himself and everything stops and it sounds like shit. And it sounds like it's the first time. First <laughs> time, best good. time. And it's the it's it's uh, just, they just said record it, oh. let's just do it once and call it a day. That's my favorite part. That,
2: uh, so I'm sorry to deviate, but that also goes on the no no list.
0: Oh, first uh First thought, best thought. First thought, best thought. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Which you know is what sad Actually, our...
0: it's sad. It's sad. Mm-hmm. That's a travesty.
2: <laughs> I will say our no-no list is. I just realized this. This is exactly what uh, Boyle and and Jake do on Brooklyn Nine-Nine when they do the stakeout <laughs> for like four days, and then they annoy each. They start to annoy each other, so they start writing down things they don't want each other to say or do. That's what this is. The no-no. I think they even call it the no-no list. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway.
3: <laughs>
0: they do call anyway, it the no-no sorry. list. They 100% call it the no-no, it? The no-no okay. list. Yes.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail you, but I, just, I, I immediately thought of that when you said first thought, best thought. Because I hate that all,
0: shit. All derailed. But yeah, this is a, this is a true bar song. And it's fun. It's catchy. Oh, yeah. It's an easy anthem for for these guys. And it's, I think it's great. I, I I love this. And again, my favorite part is when Mike is singing by himself. Because I, I I just feel like it was recorded in one take. You can hear him breathe. You can hear like almost like the siblings mm-hmm. in his S's. You can hear the P's pop. It's just, it's a very, it's a very shitty recording. And he's not a good singer. So everything about it is just very ugly. But. Yeah, I- That's the point.
2: And there's no drumming. It's just like, it's just stomping and like percussive stuff. You know, it's not, it's, it's a chant. That's really what it is. Like it's a, it's a bar room chant. It's so good. I, I, and it's just so, it's almost like empowering in a way too, even though that's not kind of what he's talking about. And I guess it's empowering. The lyrics are empowering, but he's talking about somebody very specific and kind of what that person inspired upon the community.
0: This is, which I is mean, cool too. I, I don't know if you read it like about who who it's about, but it's about Ken Casey's grandfather. Oh it's, yeah, yeah, it's his grandfather who helped immigrants establish themselves in the area of Boston, in the in that area, get jobs, not starve to death, get meals, and just just mm-hmm. live, and. It's something in like this, the, like, like boys in the docks, I think is the most important song that the drop kids have ever done because it's acknowledging where they came from. Had it not been for John, Ken Casey would not be here. The band would not be here, but then it also inspires the band to do better. And mm-hmm. there's, there's a huge foundation that Ken Casey did or founded and, donates so much money, so much time back into the Boston community. He donates his own personal time, volunteer hours, like I said during the Boston bombing marathon, the Boston Marathon bombing. He was out there, they were out there. They even visited like uh victims of the Boston Marathon bombing in their rooms. They just they were just walking through the hotel or not the hotel the the hospital <laughs> oh visiting victims of the Boston Marathon bombing, going up to them saying, you know, we're here for you. What do you need? What's going on? And that's yeah, that's wild. It's just it's shit you don't f- ever see. You will never see bands will never do this on this caliber of this status. I mean, they're not like the biggest band in the world, but they're pretty big. They're pretty big, especially, and in, the area. To, especially and in the area. Especially for them to give back so much to Boston is just it's unreal. It is unreal. And I've never, I've never heard an interview. I've never seen an interview. I've never seen anything that anything these guys do is there anything but humble and gracious and fun.
2: Yeah. It's not, it's not like what they were doing was for a photo op or some shit like that. It was them doing it out of the kindness of their heart. It's not like, like the Kardashians doing something as like a, a s- small plot line for their TV show or some shit like that. Dude, the fucking or, the,
0: the the cover art yeah. for Sing Loud, Sing Proud, which came out what uh, ten plus years ago, is still mm-hmm. painted on the side of a building in somewhere in Boston on, on a liquor store that's not even there anymore, and it's something else. The mural is still there. Like if you look it's at so Google cool. Maps, you can see it. It's still there, untouched. It's like that's that cool. Grand Funk shit in, in Detroit. It's still yeah. there.
2: They're just proud of of the band and what they brought to the city and contributed to the city. It's fantastic. That's how it Boys should on be. The you dox know, it's is like, just, yeah.
0: Like how many bands are like that? Like how many bands like give so much back to the community that made them who they are?
2: Yeah, it's true. It's a very good point,
0: dude. And just like the Lord, the Dropkick Murphys, and like the song Tessie, and then when the Red Sox won the World Series in two thousand four, and it's just. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was luck or if it was some, like, good juju. I don't know. But, damn, man, the Dropkick Murphys are just, they're something else. They really are something else.
2: They were, yeah. They definitely were, yeah. But they still are. They're, they're still a great band. I was trying to get you riled up. Yeah. Didn't work, though. So, That's should we play right. a little bit of Boys on the Docks? What, what do you want to do? Or do you want to move on, on to bit. something else? No,
0: dude, play, you okay. got to play Boys on the Docks.
2: Okay, all right. Here we go. We still Here it is from, from Dropkick.
1: can't be alone we came to this country you made it up say hey johnny for the battle call. United,
2: stand <laughs> there you go boys on the docks
0: you From gotta get the acapella purpose. part in there i like it yeah
2: <laughs> that's that's the most important part of the song obviously <laughs> like we talked about it's it's the most effective part it's just it's so cool man mike mcculgan is so cool and well, t- <laughs> he we, <was>. we, <laughs> dude even when like when when we saw Street Dogs, who, I forgot who they opened for. But we, when we saw Street Dogs, they were really good. Like I, this was like prior to me under kind of really understanding who Dropkick were at the time. And then I remember seeing them, and they were dude. The, Mike McCulgan is so cool. Like he's just he has this way about him that you can't help but listen to him. And that's this he, was even with, with Dropkick. He's so. he's
0: no you're right. He's fucking dope. And don't forget like. The Street Dogs' first first album or first two albums, they feature. I think it was just the first album, but the Street Dogs' first album features dude from the Dropkick Al Barr's on it, Ken Casey's on it. So like they they were still that's friends crazy. at the time in like <laughs> the early two thousands and like it's 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 nuts. Like it, that, it is the fact that he left mid tour because he wanted to do something else. That's that's grounds for like ultimate Ballsy. dismissal from a bound from a band. A, a band will blacklist bound, you forever yes. for that. And the fact that they, they came back and yeah. recorded vocals and stuff for his debut album on a different band is just. He's a cool Pretty dude. Nuts. There's something about him that everybody likes. So,
2: who did they. I know it was Street Dogs. It was Youth Brigade, Youth Brigade Street Dogs, and who else was It was probably was the Bouncing Souls. That was it? I remember it was at the House of Blues in Anaheim. But I don't remember who, who the headliner was.
0: I, re, I remember youth, re, youth Brigade. Youth Brigade was
2: defi- definitely the opener. Yeah. But, st- but Street Dogs and then... Fuck, who
0: was that? Dude, it had to have been Bouncing Souls.
2: I'm going to see if I can look it up real quick. Cause I'm
0: because it was probably... Because Bouncing Souls and Dropkick are from the East Coast. Youth Brigade's from from the West Coast. They're the opener. Yeah. So it was probably a tour that the Dropkick were sense. doing with Bouncing Souls. And the Youth Brigade just were the local band that opened up for them.
2: Hmm.
0: But I imagine, I imagine it was the Bouncing Souls. The Bouncing Souls. It had to have been.
2: I can't imagine any other punk band that we would have seen there that would have played with it. Maybe Pe- no, because we didn't see Pennywise there. Damn, who was it? This is like bugging the shit out of me.
0: I guarantee it was the Bouncing Souls.
2: Yeah, it had to have been. because it's
0: that era of of punk music. It's that sound.
2: Yeah, and this is like what that th- had to have been like two thousand yeah. seven, two thousand
0: eight maybe. Yeah, it's seven
2: eight. I'm looking at it. oh yeah you don't wait no it wasn't fuck two thousand nine. Yeah, I I can't find it. I don't know. I, it had to, I, but it had to have been the Bouncing Souls. I can't, like I said, I can't imagine any other band playing with those two. It had to have been Bouncing Souls. Whatever, though. Doesn't matter. <coughs> does not matter. So uh, what do you got for your 4B? Uh,
0: caught in a Jar. Caught
2: in a Really? That's your
0: number four, huh? Damn, dude. You just All don't right. like the bangers, do you?
2: <laughs> I mean, I I only like the bangers. That's the thing. I
0: guess not. Caught in a Jar, dude. This, it's <laughs> more bad vocals. But <laughs> god damn it. This, bo- this song isn't bouncy and fun. It flows so well. Yeah. It's incredibly fluid. I think it's 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 perfect. And then it, they, that, that little bridge part with the heavy drum roll again, it's a little Celtic march. Mm-hmm. It's got that little feeling to it, but it doesn't lean too heavy into it. Mm-hmm. Damn, it's good. And then it goes into the gang God, vocals after that. Like, come on.
2: It's good. Come it, It's on. a great song. But it's like you know you you have this song after you you got you got four bangers prior or three maybe prior to this like you're just getting punched in the face, and then this song comes along. It's like the first m- like mid tempo kind of song, a little a little slower, and you get a lot of pirate shanty in the song, a lot more than than you heard so far on this record, which is fine. It's it's fun. It's it's a good song, but you know, never alone with that, that super catchy that never, it's like almost like the, what other song is, I don't know where they, where they, where they sing never alone. It's, it's similar to another song, but I can't think of what it is right now, but the catchiness of that and obviously do or die. Get up is another banger too. And then
0: you get caught in a jar. It's,
2: it's a little bit slower of a jam.
0: Still good. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah it's, I mean, it's slower. It's, it's supposed to be, it's, 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 breaking up the monotony of the fastness and, it's a little bit more It's a little bit more personal I'm Caught in a jar Feeling like your life Has hit a plateau it's, it's Things aren't what you want You're feeling claustrophobic In your own skin Type of thing That's yeah. That's a very vulnerable thing For a punker to say
2: True 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 true
0: And I I, I dig I respect mm-hmm. So they, Fuck it I mean, You don't like it You don't like it. You think Alone Are bigger bangers
2: Especially Never Alone that's, but that's wrong. What I, what I wanted to say on about caught in a jar too lyrically is that I, I I'm with you on like you know it he's stuck in this loop of like misery and he just can't get out of it. But he he also says something prof- kind of profound. Not I don't even want to say profound. But at the beginning of the song, he kind of starts it by saying like the only way that you could change the monotony and the misery in your life is by like your your perspective of life. Like you're the only one oh fuck dude, it's cliche I hate it I'm trying to word it so it's not so cliche but it's like dude. you're the only one that could change you're the only one that could change your destiny or you're the only one that could change your life your future and he, he prefaces the song that way but then he goes on and talks about how life is just a miserable loop every day so fuck yeah so that's what I got caught in a jar lyrically okay. that, that's what I have on that one but I, I, I mean, I'll, I'm down to play it if you want.
0: I mean, we got plenty others. I mean, I, I think these are all bangers. I, I literally do. I think every single song here is a banger.
2: <laughs> that's that's not
0: so. Right. It was, we can we can move we can move forward. I know it's not. I know that's not the most punk song on the album. So that's why it's not a banger for you. But let's let's get going. What, what what's your four B?
2: <laughs> oh, you're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my god, my 4B is third man in. Dang. Third man in. Um, you know my notes starts very punk with that opening riff, right? Sure, it does. Um fast, it's aggressive. <laughs> it it also has like a little bit of everything that you would want like in a really good punk song, but not like a hardcore punk song, but just like a good punk song has the catchy riff, the great bass breakdown and a cool little guitar lead solo. I I, I don't really want to call it a solo, but like a cool guitar lead during that bridge part. It's a very, it's a very great song. Very catchy. Um, I don't know. What what do you got on this one?
0: This, this is the song that I think sounds like the song lifetime on summer vacation. If you don't remember the song lifetime, Ah, that's, that's the one where where he says, sometimes she comes to me in a song. (laughs) That's that song. This song sounds like that. Like, Almost melody wise, but for sure instrumentation wise, this is a bouncing soul song. You take Mike out, you put Greg in, you would never know the difference. And I think uh that's cool. I dig it. this this is my five B. So I don't I don't I don't hate this song. I think this song's fantastic. I I think this song really knows I think the song knows how to get going and let loose. And it knows it knows how to how to build up, like especially the last part. It just builds up to that last part. Mm-hmm. And then just I don't know, I just keep going on to the next song. It's 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 a good song. It's it's a good song. I love it. It's a bouncing soul song though.
2: It's very energetic. It is very yeah. It I'm trying to this isn't this isn't the song where I wrote I'm trying to think did I even write down what song I thought was a bouncing soul song? I don't know. But this might have been it. I don't remember though. But it, it's it's just so wild that the Mike sounds so much like Greg. Or Greg
0: sounds like Mike. I
2: don't
0: know. But, I would think um, Mike sounds like Greg. If yeah, yeah because who, yeah, Bouncing Souls were... First.
2: True, yeah. And it's also the East Coast. You know, they, It's only one state over. So I'm sure they were very aware of the Bouncing Souls at this point. Yeah. So uh, lyrically on Third Man In, though, I this is the only song on the record that I was kind of unsure about, but... I kind of think the song is about losing respect uh toward a friend and then just kind of losing that friendship because of it. That's kind of what I got from this one, but I I mean even then I just was very just unsure about that. I I got Otherwise, yeah, pretty
0: damn pretty close to like the same thing. I think I think cuz the chorus the chorus is is like him speaking to somebody. He's telling someone to stand up, yeah. stand up like stand up like a man, do do what's right. But then like the second verse mm-hmm. is I think him kind of doubting himself, whereas he's he thinks in his mind, where he does a lot of his thinking probably. He's telling somebody <laughs> to stand up for what they think is right, but then he's questioning, like, damn, do I even do that? And so I think this I think mm-hmm. you're right. I think this is about him losing respect for one of his friends, one of his colleagues, somebody, but then also questioning himself as to whether or not he is even in that position to be given that kind of that direction or that advice, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'm I'm glad we're on the same page on that one because this is yeah, the only yeah. one. The only one I was I was confused on, but yeah, you broke it down better than I did on that, so that, that makes sense. Yeah, same thing. Uh, yeah. Should I play a little bit of this, or should we? I mean, we can move on. We don't have to play this one.
0: Uh, all right. No, oh, it's up to you. What What do you want to do? What let's do you just do? run through your... because every song here is a banger for me. Let's just run through your bangers. What do you got? Tell me. We got to run through my play? bangers. Okay.
2: I mean we could play whatever you want. I'm I'm not I'm I'm easy going, you
0: know. If it was up to me, we play every single fucking song on here. Front to back. It'd be forty <laughs> minute episode just playing the songs. That's how, long so we, my, that's how long the album is.
2: My uh my my, my five B is Firestarter karaoke. Oh this one uh this one was, was very unique within the record because this was uh this is very, very pop punk. It sounded a lot like Green Day super catchy and it has a cool little guitar solo too but but it's that it's that Green Day riff that is just so signature to to that band and I feel like they they took they took at least a little bit of inspiration from Green Day on this one that's kind of how I felt for sure pop punk Green Day I I think still a great song though
0: Firestarter Karaoke is is kind of in the mid-tier of banger for me I think it's a filler Mm -hmm. song but I think it's okay. like the most hearty filler song we've talked about in a while. There's so much There's so much meat on this filler. There's a lot here. This is a solid drinking tune. That's what this is. Like for me, this is a <laughs> solid drinking tune. And I love how there's some like, there's some matching. There's like, like, like the staccato playing of the music and then like the lyrics at the beginning of the verses, like they match each other. They're going at the same pace. Mm-hmm. I think that's really fun. And the chorus The chorus is what makes this song It's instantly sing-alongable
2: It's so so catchy It's so damn catchy
0: It's unbelievable Should we play
2: a little bit of this song? What do you think? Yeah Okay So here's Firestarter Karaoke From the Dropkicks. It is a little bit of Firestarter karaoke from Dropkick. This musically this song could have or even like voc- vocally too, this could have easily been on Insomniac from Green Day. It has so yeah, many I, of I those for sure can that, that, that style. That dunna, dunun, dunna, dun. It's just that that kind of staccato stopping and starting of the riff is so insomniac. Ah, it's it's a great fucking song. It's a great song, and like like we were talking about that chorus too is so catchy. It's so sing along, and it's it's a great song, man. It, that stupid little guitar. It's not even a really guitar solo. It's just it's just silly. It's dumb. <laughs> I love it though. This I just th- love this. It.
0: <laughs> the lyrics to this song, that chorus. It doesn't take a big man, like that is, yeah. For any other band, we would just walk all over that and say that's so cheesy and it's so dumb and like, oh, yeah, we're so goofy. But like, you would never say that to Mike because Mike's not like a big guy. He's not no fucking seven foot tall dude. No, but I think like five, six, in his five, five like he's like Five five or six. Yeah, he's got no problem like whooping your ass, like <laughs> making fun of his fucking lyrics. And these lyrics are so cheeseball. They're so... They're so like 10th grade and, and and I don't know. It doesn't take a big man to knock somebody down, but a bigger <laughs> man to like pick them off the ground. Like it's so dumb.
2: It is very, Again, very stupid. That
0: leads into like the endearing aspect. And I hate to like, I hate to like dumb down the union thing and say, oh, that's just like a dumb union guy. But I think, he, I think that them as a band they are they are purposefully dumbing down lyrics, dumbing down Concepts, songs, choruses, themes to make them accessible to the semi-undereducated folk of the era in that in that decade in that area, and I think that's why that's why they got so much traction so fast.
2: Yeah, I could see that.
0: You know, what I mean, they're not playing to dummies. Cause, like they're not dummies <laughs> playing to dummies. They're True. guys they're, th- that. Didn't try so hard to play to a bunch of other group of people that just want to hear some good music
2: Yeah, but they're also playing to the working class. They're playing to like not just their friends but like their colleagues or the people that in the area like they They're playing they're playing for their community. That's what it is And that's what's so endearing about this fucking band is that They're not they're not doing this for like some high praise or, or a ton of money They're doing it to support their their community their city their their friends their family their brothers and sisters that's what they that's what they do yeah it's so cool man this band this band this band is yeah, is really else. cool <laughs> i mean they're very unique not just musically but their 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 attitude and their personality is very unique to themselves and a lot of bands and artists can't can't say that like they they don't they don't back up what they say or do, or, or anything like that it's i fantastic. i
0: think it I think it is interesting to see that a lot of a lot of artists that even do take pride in like where they come from, a lot of the big ones that I can just think off the top of my head, do come from like the East Coast, like the New York, the Boston area. Like Springsteen's, Springsteen's a big guy too that that takes pride in where yeah. he's he's from. But I don't know, like I can't think of anybody, I mean besides like Sublime, kind of that kind of take pride in like the Long Beach area. But there's not but really a whole totally lot of. Did. But it's it's more of like the lifestyle rather than the area itself. You could you could transplant them, and as long as they can still live that lifestyle, I don't think they would care. They would have cared.
2: Yeah. Well, it's I, just a band like the Vandals are very Orange County, and the way they represent themselves is very Orange County, especially of the eighties and nineties. But they do it in the very sarcastic, tongue-in-cheek way. Same with Guttermouth. They they're very much of the area. And they know it, and they they play on it, but they don't. They just make fun of it. So it's kind of the same thing, in a weird way. I mean, it,
0: it, it is it is it's it's hard to compare to because Orange County hasn't had a major catastrophe like the East Coast has been riddled with, and so you don't you can't compare like the Dropkick Murphys helping out with the bombings and being there for the citizens. The way the Vandals haven't been there for the citizens because nothing has happened like that on this on this coast, so we don't know how they well, would react. So it's not entirely well, fair Not only that to judge the two,
2: I I agree, but but not only that when you look at a city like Boston that has been around, the city has literally been there for like almost three hundred years or two hundred fifty years. When Orange County and Huntington Beach has only been around for like what seventy years, and only only the last like forty maybe fifty years have been. Significant in any sort of cultural aspect, like with surfing and shit, so it, it it is kind of hard to or difficult to to compare the two cities because they're just so wildly different. there's way less history in in Orange County and Huntington Beach than there is in Boston,
0: true, like but. an established city for sure Boston I mean California's been around for like a hundred and something years, but
2: well yeah, but I mean most the only i mean when you go back in history, the only real cities that have any sort of significance are LA, San Francisco, maybe Sacramento, maybe San Diego. Outside of that, come on. Or Anaheim, be just and that's only because of Disneyland. And that's it. I Otherwise, I think that's the
0: lifestyle no. itself too in, in Orange County. People make fun of Orange County so much. I mean, you you see Angel games where people leave in the 7th and they don't stand up for their team and it's it's just like because it's, it's just a different lifestyle. They're we're calm, yeah. we're more chill, or relaxed. The weather's nice. We can wear shorts <laughs> and a t-shirt most of the year, and it's not a big deal. Yeah. But so it's it's again it's it's not it's not fair to say that the Dropkick Murphys are so invested in their culture and their society and their city. But like you said, the Vandals are also. But then on the on surface, it's well the Vandals don't do this or this or this. Well, they they don't need to. There's not a call for that over here on the on the West True. Coast as there yeah. is for on the East Coast. There's no need to do that.
2: I think it's yeah. also because one is a big city and one is essentially a suburb of a big city. You know, it's. I mean, Huntington Beach is it's a big city, but it, or it's like a, a large city, but population wise, it's not super dense. There's no high rises. There's nothing, nothing like Boston. So it's it's essentially a suburb. Boston, Baston. Eh. So um. So so what else? What else we got?
0: What do you What do you got? What are, what are some What are some must talk abouts? Um, I'm trying to think here. I think I think skin that hot, was, skinhead on the MBTA. I think that's a must talk about. I think it's an important song. That they I did. Mean, let's
2: talk about it. It's not. It's not a banger for me, but I've always thought the 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 song or the the lyrics are have always been interesting. I mean, this is um the, the lore is, of it is
0: This is this is funny because I bought I bought a when we first started collecting. The first purchase I did was Goldfinger. It was Goldfinger plus forty four and Buck Owens. And I don't know if you don't remember, but when I pulled out the Buck Owens, it was this band called the Kingston Trio. I didn't even get a Buck yes. Owens album. I got a Kingston Trio album. And I was like, motherfucker, I was all mad because I oh, wanted a Buck Owens. Yeah. And I put on the Kingston Trio, and the first song that came up was Charlie on the M- MTA. And when I first heard it, I said, mm. what the fuck? Like, I didn't know the Dropkick Murphys, this was a cover song. They did this song. And so then... That that, that right. was that was that was fun. That was interesting, and I I still have that album actually by by the Kingston Trio, and it's good. But yeah, this is this is a this is essentially a cover song, and it's a classic song for the area, and they did it proud. And the last mm-hmm. verse for me is the best. It's fast, it's aggressive, and it, it goes it goes back into the chorus, and it, it it starts kicking up with like that fucking part, and it's some other guy from a <laughs> different band that they had come and sing just the last verse. And it sounds like shit And you know Who what the fuck he's saying It was a guy from the yeah. band called like uh, The Bullocks or something mm, I don't know Never heard of him I don't know some <laughs> transplant probably I don't know but I don't know this is this is a fantastic song And then the, the part that interests me the most The part that gets me every time Is, is that Is that last part right when they're just singing and they're drinking And normally I would think that this mm-hmm. is a studio recording This is a joke but I I also tried to research this, tried to research how they recorded this. And because of this band, because of who they are, because of where they were, I have no reason to not believe that they try real hard to actually record that at a bar. And there's no reason for me to believe otherwise, because really? they sound like they're drunk. It sounds like they're at a bar. It sounds like it's live because nothing really matches. Even the bass and the drum, when the drum comes in kind of a little bit, it's not on cue. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little bit different. And I think they mic'd up a bar real good because the entire concept of their name, the Dropkick Murphys, is based on this fucking doctor slash wrestler dude in the area. And so <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do. I yeah. think this would be... I, I want, I'm want. i going to believe. I choose to believe that this was recorded at one of their favorite bars and they mic'd up everything and everything and this is what happened because they sound drunk.
2: Yeah, I... I- now that I now now that I'm thinking about it, I think you're probably right. That would make sense too. I mean, considering who they were and how well known and like they were, it was probably not a big deal that they did that. And that's so cool. That's so rad. It's so to, rad. to
0: end the album, to end the album with drunk gang vocals is <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. It's, it's so, so cool. dumb. It it's 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 stuff that the bands now fake it you know what i mean like bands will will get this sound in studio and yeah if i'm wrong i don't want to be right or whatever but don't tell me that that i'm wrong i just i want to believe that this was recorded at their favorite bar live with all their friends because pennywise did that shit all the time pennywise would bring people into the studio or or record live in different areas for all their gang vocals so which is cool yeah i mean that's how it should be they didn't do it either
2: yeah, I, I mean, especially when it back in ninety ninety seven, ninety eight. They, I mean, what would be the point of like paying people or getting people to come to the studio and do this and that? Why not just bring a few mics and if, like recorders, like tape, just tape recorders and just doing this? It's just yes. way easier and way more DIY. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. But.
0: Banger of a song. Should I
2: play a little bit of this song,
0: or what do you think? No, it's okay because cause Charlie and the MTA, it's, it's a Kingston Trio song, but it was a song before them, and there's a lot of history to it. But mm-hmm. um, it's good. It's a good song. It's fun. It's catchy, but it's not their song.
2: It is. It's not a banger though. Yeah, either. So, well, just throwing that out there. It's, it's a not banger. a banger, but okay. it's a good song, but not not a banger. Not a banger. So, wh- what else do you want to talk about? Because I'm, I'm pretty much I'm 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 pretty much good.
0: I'm here. I'm good too. I just want to know how much you hated Faraway Coast.
2: Why do you think I hate that song,
0: <laughs> Tyler? Come on, why are you sitting over here like pretending like? Why do you hate <laughs> Faraway Coast? Tell me.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, the, the <laughs> guitar, the whistling. <laughs> It's so slow. It's so Irish.
0: <laughs> the wi- the tin <sighs> whistle and the acoustic guitar. The acoustic guitar. They come in so aggressive <laughs> too. It's so loud. It's so stupid. It's
2: so dumb. <laughs> this is the only. I mean, it's not a stinker, but it's just like, dude, I, I could have done without it. It's fine. Okay, it's fine All without right. it. <laughs> of course you would bring it up <laughs> just knowing yeah, that's you're dumb. You're that's, so that's dumb.
0: about that's about it that's all I wanted to know <laughs> other than that I'm you're good such a
2: <laughs> okay so so let's give our final thoughts on this record and then we'll we'll rate it with our with our famous very famous three-point rating system where three is a perfect album uh two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to one is a bad album but you should give it a shot and zero is a trash fire so what do you got, Jeff? Go.
0: This this album hits hard in the nostalgia for me. It really does. And it's it's uh I'm a very objective person because that's I have to be. That that's why we do this. And so it was it was hard this week. <laughs> okay. It was hard to it was hard to separate it. <laughs> but um I think even 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 like objectively, I I think this album is is unique. And again, when people talk about like Celtic punk music, the Pogues always come in. And, dude, the Pogues were never this heavy. Because it's irritating. It's fucking irritating. It's annoying. And they did a lot of cool stuff in, like, the 80s. I get it. But they were never this heavy. They were never this fast. They were never this aggressive. So fuck Mm out of here. When you talk about Celtic punk, there is only one band to talk about. And that is the Dropkick Murphys. All other bands come from this band. The spawn of Dropkick. Okay, true, true. So there there is a lot of nostalgia with this band for me. And... I give them a lot of passes, so I, 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 you know, I, I, and I do like the folk music aspect to it. Like it, Celtic stuff aside, they there is a lot of stuff here that is very folky, and I do like that. This album in particular mm-hmm. is is uh, is scratching the surface of like the folk part of the Celtic. Faraway Coast is one of them, but there's also other instances too where they where they <laughs> throw it in a little bit. But overall, I mean, this this band this album is is this album is perfect, and it is so good, and it is so of its time, and it's so, it's so regional, and it's just a perfect time capsule of what was going on. But I will say that this band would not be able to survive if Mike was still their singer and a main songwriter. For the band True. to get where they are today, they needed Ken Casey to step up and do more. For whatever that's worth, if you love the dropkicks music nowadays, then that's the reason why. If you hate it, then that's the reason why also. But uh, but yeah, this this is a perfect three for sure. Like this this is that's a no brainer. Duh. Duh. <laughs> All
2: right. So my final thoughts on this uh on do or die. This was probably this was the first drop kick record I ever heard from front to back. Like I said, I don't remember the first time I heard them or anything like that, but this um this record is so much fun through and through. Uh, there's not a low moment, even even far away coast. It's it's still a good song. It's still a good one. I really don't have anything bad to say about it, but it's definitely the worst song on the record. Um, but man, when when this song hits, it fucking hits really hard. And there's so many catchy hooks. There's so much amateur points on this record, but it get that's what that's one thing that gives it. Gives it its charm, and like I mentioned earlier, too, the lyrics there aren't a lot of them, but the way he he presents them and the way he paints the very small picture, you're able to just expand on it on your own in your mind, and I, I think that's that's something that's really cool and unique to uh, Mike McCulgan. I think everybody kills it in the band, the drums. I mean, we we barely touched upon like the other guys in the band outside of Ken Casey and Mike McCulgan, but everybody kills it. You know, the guitars, the bass. The drums, the bagpipes, everything is is solid stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm just gonna finish it with that. And with this, I'm, I'm gonna have to give this a perfect three too.
0: Oh my three, god! Perfect three what? as well.
2: What? Yeah, no, it's a perfect record. Why wouldn't I give it a perfect score? What? It's a three out of three. Why wouldn't I? Uh, uh, are you are you are you stupid?
0: I, I, I don't Should have I words. not have given it? I don't three? have fucking words. I have no words
2: well i mean i know i know i don't i don't do it then, very often I, I i don't give out perfect threes very often but come on
0: i would have to give this one a perfect i three. <laughs> i don't know words i don't know but i, I mean know.
2: obviously the other i'm happy murphy records i wouldn't i wouldn't give above a two
0: that's fine but that's for sure like every
2: other dropkick is is at most a two
0: I was I was expecting to argue theory. and be pissed at a two point five rating, but I was I was willing to <laughs> accept a two point seven five rating. But when you dropped that three, I just it,
2: I had to. It, it's it's a perfect this,
0: record. This must have been what people felt like when they found out Vader was Luke's father. Like this is probably what it felt like. <laughs> that's that's how shocked I am.
2: But more so. But more so because the pod is better than Star Wars. <laughs> I mean
0: yeah.
2: It's true. Yeah, it's true. Our like three <laughs> fans will, will agree with that too. That we are better oh, than yeah. the scorers.
0: They will definitely <laughs> they will definitely agree.
2: <laughs> especially, our, especially our new fan from Missouri. So um yeah, anyway, uh yeah, wow. do, do we have anything else on this or, or what what do you think? No, I'm fucking surprised. Surprised. <laughs> all right so uh thank you all for listening go to apple Podcasts, go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at Ass9 radio and like i said before we have a phone number leave us a voicemail send us a text it's 503-893-5307 so go do that uh that'd be awesome and yeah stay tuned for the next episode because i'm sure it'll be good too and that's it that's all that's all
0: good good Yeah, dude, what the fuck? Right. What a fuck, eh? That was I, that was my that was an awful British impression. That was
2: that was almost like New York, almost a New York what
0: accent. The fuck, mate. Oh, how can whenever I try to do an accent, I always just go uh. I just add these little grunts, <laughs> oh oh, little noises. <laughs> do people do that in, in England a lot? They Just go walk around, oh uh, coffee, uh. <laughs> Musicians on the last the latest Boss Tones album. I can't even fucking talk on the latest Clearly. Boss Tones. Tomes, <laughs> like books, boss tomes. <laughs> the mighty, mighty didn't boss we just tomes? talk about tomes? Yeah, Remember? on the if I right? yeah, the weather, AFI. A weather tome. Because it's such what a, a bunch of cucks. I know it's such a stupid <laughs> thing to say. Just say fucking <laughs> book, asshole.
2: Wait, what's the uh, what's the other Rancid song? The other pop hit that John's they did?
0: Good, king, king, eh, the girls of time bomb.
2: That's what it is. Time bomb. Yeah, Ugh. that song's terrible too, but it's Ugh. so good. It's because neither of them are like great singers. So they have that. Da, da, da. It's that, it's that, <laughs> that kind of, I can't I don't even know how to, be, how to explain it. It's like, oh, I haven't heard oh, you sing oh. in a
0: long time. That's good. <laughs> Tyler, come on. Why are you sitting what? over here like pretending like, why do you hate far away <laughs> coast? Tell me.
2: Well, I mean, the, the <laughs> guitar, the whistling, it's so slow it